Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. It is Thursday, October 13th. Thank God it's not Friday the 13th. Just saying. And I just realized that I'm uh, I'm at the studio all by myself. I got an hour around. Carrying over here sitting on the seat. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, anyway. Welcome to the Middleman Presents Talk of the Town with Nick Eden. I am your host, Nick Eden. And usually I got my man Al with me. I'm uh, yeah, tired today. <clears throat> He'll be on a little later, hopefully. Uh, as well as my man KG. Uh, also, not here. Today. Yeah. <clears throat> you see how they do me on? I missed one conference call for, for the show. And uh, they just dip out on Yeah. I'm going to talk about that for the kids, too. I'm just letting you know. Matter of fact, what we're going to do is we're going to put up some, uh, some stick figures in the studio. We're going to have one with an iPhone that don't really work. That's Al. And we're going to have one with some, some potted meat, sauce meat, and some ramen noodles. And that's going to be KG. And, and some coffee. Just some coffee, too. Yeah. So we're going to have all that. And now. Uh, that's how we're going to run the show. That put smiley faces on there. I'm going to take a picture and put it on the Little Man Facebook page. You know. Well, definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, hey, as always, it's crazy in the world of the music industry and entertainment in general. Sales uh, this week. Well, we had a great week last week with J. Cole coming in at uh, number one with uh, right around 250,000 copies of his debut album. Cold World, great for a new artist. Um, number, coming in at number two this week, we got Adele with 110,000 copies of her new album, 21. Right now, she's right over the 5 million mark, so that's actually pretty damn good for this UK soul singer. Um, right after that, we do have J. Cole coming in at number five with Cold World, the sideline story. Uh, this is his Rock Nation Columbia debut. Um, the second week out and it's coming in at 54,000 copies right behind him at number 6 is Lil Wayne with the Carter 4 coming in with 52,000 copies sold and that actually is what rounds out the urban releases on the top 10 now definitely want to encourage everybody to go out there buy some new music uh, we got some sales coming up next week uh, Johnny Gill turns with the his first album in 16 years, still winning. We'll see how that does on the chart. And as well as Hamilton Park, the R&B group, we featured many times here. The middle members didn't talk to town when they eating. And so we're going to see how those albums go next week. I went and I brought both of them uh, yesterday. So, you know, I got to show my love, man. I got to show my love for some real R&B. 
just like we always try to promote good music around here. Now, man, what is going on? Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. Okay. Beyonce, we know, or we think we know, is pregnant. However, she recently appeared on a TV show in London, and as she was sitting down, her baby bump kind of folded. Like, if she's pregnant, it looks like her baby is either a Frisbee or Stewie from Family Guy. We're not completely sure just yet. But you can actually go on MediaTakeout.com and you can see a picture where she's going. She's been in down. She's like, now, she's saying that people people are talking about her not being pregnant. Oh, it's just a, it's just farce. You know, the people just want something to say. They want to make up something. But, hey, I'm not being funny. I saw the picture. I saw actually the video. Uh, it looks like she has one of those little things. Not a very good one at that. She probably needs to fire whoever has one, whoever gave it to her. But... I was just not lying about that. I know there's a lot of young ladies out there that actually want to have kids, and they, and they can't, you know. So if she's lying about her pregnancy, you know, I just say, hope you can live with it. Uh, now, BET Hip Hop Awards, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and uh, honestly, it went from bad to worse. I can't even front. I was really upset when I saw it. I was happy to see that Heavy D was still getting some shine. What I wasn't happy to see was him not being able to dance like he once was. I mean, come on, now, we all know he's gotten older and everything, but, you know, they made it seem like it was good. I don't know. All I can say is, you know, shout out to Heavy D, still doing his thing. He's got a new album out as well. Shout out to DJ ADF, who was, uh, was you know, on the ones and twos during the performance. Um, DMX, he came back, did this grand performance, performed a lot of his hits. He and Swifties got up there, great performance. Cyphers were kind of funny this year. Uh, like the Shady Records cipher was hot, loved it. Um, the the whole Maybach music one, I, I could have done without. And and honestly, Chris Brown was the best rapper on his cipher. So it, I hey, it is what it is. Lil Wayne was up for like 19 awards and he didn't even show up. Jay-Z didn't show up. Uh, Nicki Minaj didn't show up. Drake didn't show up. You know, I'm getting sick and tired of these award shows to continuously nominate those who aren't going to show up anyway. Why do you keep giving them these accolades and all they're going to do is spit in your face by not coming to your award show? I don't know. That, that's, that's, that's crazy. In other news, our favorite, favorite, favorite hot mess who used to be our favorite, favorite singer, Whitney Houston. Now, I don't know why people choose to come to Atlanta and and and, and get into some mess, but uh, according to reports, uh, Whitney Houston had a confrontation with a flight attendant yesterday and was almost sent packing when she refused to put her sit down and take her seat and put her seatbelt on. And she was boarding the flight from Atlanta when the incident took place. The source told TMZ that flight attendants had to warn Houston to buckle her seatbelt or that she would have to be removed from the aircraft. They went back to normal after a flight crew member secured the belt for Whitney Houston. And the source said that Whitney overreacted a little bit after missing an earlier flight where she was still 100% sober and was on the way to Detroit her first day of shooting a new movie. If you don't know what movie she's going to shoot, they are remaking Sparkle. And it's got the weirdest cast I've ever seen in my life. It's like CeeLo Green, Derek Luke, Whitney Houston, Jordan Sparks. Uh, I think like R. Kelly is playing like a, a, a flight of... I, it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of the weirdest. I, I don't really know why out of all movies they decided to remake, they figured that Sparkle was going to be the best one for the remake. But hey, it just kind of is what it is. We're going to go ahead and we're going to get into a first, and I see as I look out the window that somebody is pulling up. I believe that is KG, so I'm going to take his stick figure down from the window, the one with the sauce meat and the ramen noodles, 
and uh, I'll go ahead and clear a seat for them. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into this first song of the day. And uh, just like I said a little bit earlier with Johnny Gill's new album, In Stores, this is Johnny Gill's new single, Black Box. You're listening to The Middleman Present Talk the Town with Nick Eden. I remember how it was when we were flying high in love. We were so proud. It's like we shared a window seat and we could see far above all of the clouds. There were storms going on, lovers fighting at home, down on the ground. But because where we were, we could not see the rain or hear the sound. There was something going wrong All of my Had to put my seatbelt back on Even if it's just goodbye Let's go before we die Johnny Gill. That was Johnny Gill with Black Box from his new album, Still Winning. Well, I can't talk about him bad no more because he came on in. So, uh, everybody, KG. What's going on, KG? Uh, nothing much, man. You can put that stick figure back up, man. <laughs> Hey, man, yeah, I heard South all meat that. was starting to rot. <laughs> huh? The South meat was starting to rot, so I had to go ahead and throw it all away. It's all good, man. I'm still out and about right now. So, uh, right. 
Man, I I I was listening on the radio, man. I see you've been having an entertaining show so far. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to do a little something when I can. You know, I do what I do when I can. You know what I mean? Yeah, Even we, we can talk about Alan. You know, we can talk about Alan and make him feel good for a moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, so what, what we got going, man? What we got going? Man, let me tell you what we got going today. Today, now, if you guys, for those of you that have been listening uh, to the talk of town with Nick Eaton since the start, you know our very first show was about the death of urban music. And so, since that show, eight months ago, there have been a lot of things that have been put in place by the higher-ups of the music business that have made that statement come true. Now, uh-huh. recently, and I mean as recent as last week, yeah. the current uh, chief of operations at RCA Records, Tim Corson, said that they'll be shutting down their highly popular urban labels, Jive Records, J Records, and Arista Records. Now, the funny thing about it is, I was going over the numbers today, uh-huh. and when I tell you this was absolutely staggering, it was staggering the numbers that I'm looking at, and I'm like, it can't be because of low sales. It's impossible. Right. Now, his reasoning behind this was that the, he was quoted saying, the path that we've taken is to refresh RCA. So we're going to retire those brands. There may be a reason down the line to bring them back, but it's a clean slate here. Now, he also goes on to say that the concept is that there's value in branding RCA and not having it confused or diluted by other labels. Let me say that one more time just in case anybody out there didn't. And if you want to get on this conversation, go ahead and hit that number one if you're on the line. If you're not, give us a call, 718-508-9972. The Chief Operations Officer of RCA Music Group, Tim Corson, said, the concept is that there's a value in branding RCA and not having it confused or diluted by other labels. Now, for those of us who follow the charts, we follow the artists, we all know that Jive, J, and Arista are urban labels. Mm-hmm. And somehow, according to this gentleman, the RCA brand is being diluted. Now, RCA Records, let's, let, let's be clear about something. RCA Records has not effectively signed or promoted an urban act in over five years. Prior to this J Records, Jive Records merger, the only new signer that they had under RCA was Brandy, and that was through the boutique label Chameleon Records. Other mm-hmm. than that, they have concentrated completely on pop and rock, i.e. the partnership between American Idol and Sony Music. Any urban acts they had, i.e. Jennifer Hudson, Ruben Stutter, Fantasia, those all went to J Records. The pop acts, Kelly Clarkson, they went to RCA. So they weren't even dealing with urban records and haven't been for the longest. And so now it's all about the branding of RCA. I find that difficult to believe. And I, I find it me. very difficult. I find it difficult to believe them saying that cutbacks are the reason that they're cutting these labels out. Because, like I said, I went back and I did some, uh, and we're going to break this down by labels, and we're also going to throw the legendary Motown records in this mix. Even though they're distributed by Universal Music, it's a very similar story because just a few months ago they were shut down as well. Now, Jay Records was founded back in 2000 by Clyde Davis, who was also the founder of Arista Records back in the 70s. He signed, uh, the first artist that he signed was singer Olivia. Her album didn't do very well, but their second release is what really took them through the roof, and that was with Alicia Keys' song in a, Songs in A Minor. Now, if we just look at the sales over the last year for J Records, Alicia Keys, they had the 10th anniversary issue of Songs in A Minor. They re-released the album, and it sold an additional 200,000 records. 200,000 full records on a 10-year-old album. Fantasia also released her album, Back to Me. It debuted at number two on the Billboard charts, and as of August of 2011, has sold 458,000 copies. That's just, that's just shy of going gold. Jamie Foxx 
who released his album, Best Night of My Life, last year, is right under 500,000 copies, just shy of gold. Marsha Ambrosius, formerly of Flowetry, released her album Late Nights, Early Mornings, and the album has sold 326,000 copies. Monica, who released her album Still Standing, has sold over 474,000 copies. And here's the, here's the biggest thing to me. Pitbull, everybody knows hip-hop artist Pitbull. He just released his single uh, a little earlier in the year called Give Me Everything, featuring Neo, and sold 8 million units worldwide of the single, 3 million of those in the U.S. alone. All of this came from J Records. But these are cutbacks in the label. Now, now, Kevin, you follow the current climate of the music business. That is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five albums released that mm-hmm. all either hit gold or are right under gold. And then Pitbull, who sold almost 10 million singles. And this is just the releases from last year up until now. Right. Right. So you tell me, what was that more about? It um, can't be the sale. As, as the title the says, it's the death of urban music. Basically, they're choking out everything. They want to funnel. It's numbers. They want to play the numbers game. Um, I mean, it's it's basically what they're trying to do. They can pump. If, if they want to take the more successful artists and bring them over to a particular brand, they could do that now, but... You know, it's all about well, that's, those what, that's actually what they've done. They've uh-huh. split those three labels right down the middle and sent them to between RCA Music Group and Epic Records, which LA Reid is now hitting. Now, LA Reid right. has decided to make Epic Records decisively urban. He's signed Sierra to Epic. Uh, he's also signed Outcast. I don't know how he pulled that move off because they weren't even speaking. But he signed Outcast to Epic. Um, in addition to their looking at right now him bringing it's a toss up on Usher between Usher going uh-huh. to Epic and going to RCA but now let's speaking of Usher let's look at his previous label Jive Records based in New York City has been operating under Zomba Label Group for years let's look at their releases for last year one of the biggest releases uh-huh. they had last year was Chris Brown for his new album Fame Sold over eight hundred thousand. Right. His single "Yeah, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah" sold over a million units. "Look at Me Now" has sold two point four million units. His single "Beautiful" has sold one million units, and his uh, single "She and You" has sold over five hundred thousand units. That's just in that one album. R. Kelly, he released his album "Love Letter." It's gone gold, selling five hundred thousand copies. Britney Spears, her femme fatale album has been certified platinum. Her Hold Against Me single sold over 500,000 singles. Her second single, Till the World End, sold over a million. And her third single, I Want to Go, sold 1.1 million. And then Usher, whose Raymond vs. Raymond album sold 1.3 million copies. His single, OMG, sold 6.3 million copies worldwide. And the combined total for all the tracks and ringtones in the U.S., 7 million. Now you tell me, if I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm a numbers guy, and right. I'm looking at these three labels, if nothing else, two labels, if I'm just looking at these two labels, I see, okay, Jive Records has had all these massive singles and these great selling albums. J Records has had all these massive singles these great selling albums. Let's go ahead and dissolve both of them because we, want, we don't want to be, we don't want the RCA brand to be diluted. That doesn't even sound right. I tell you what else doesn't sound right. And they and I, I know a lot of times people say that we uh, we cry conspiracy theory here on the Middleman Show in the Talk of Town. However, <laughs> a rep for Arista Nashville, their country label, which was operating as a separate label just like Jive, J Rex and Arista. Arista Nashville, whose roster includes Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley and Ronnie Dunn. They told they're told that the country's labels operations will remain unchanged. In other words, they got rid of the urban labels and they kept the country label. Well, they, they, say like they don't want to dilute it. They want to keep it pure. 
Yeah, pure, you go ahead and say the rest of it. Pure white. <laughs> Sorry. Don't shoot the messenger. But just in it case anybody else here wondering, because a lot of people say, oh, well, that label has Carrie Underwood on it. So, of course, they will, you know, that that's fine. They'll be fine with that. She probably sold big numbers this year. Wrong. Carrie Underwood hasn't released the album in two years. Now, one of the other guys that I mentioned, Ronnie Dunn, who was one of their big artists at Air to Nashville, his last album, as of September 14th of this year, his album has sold 138,000 copies. That's a far cry from what Alicia Keys... Alicia Keys did more of that on a 10-year reissue. Just saying. Gerard Nyman. He did some decent numbers, 328,000 for his last album. But that's a far cry from almost every album of the J Records that almost went gold. Mm-hmm. Brad Paisley, when he released This Is Country Music, same thing, 324,000 copies. That's a far cry from Fantasia, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Hudson, R. Kelly, any of the other artists that were in the midst of this dissolve of these legendary labels. Now, a lot of people say, hey, it doesn't matter. They all have their deals. Everybody's still, everybody's still okay. They're still going to get promoted, right? No, not at all. Let me tell you what goes on at the larger labels when you're shifted from a, a label that's specific to your type of music. Uh-huh. The first thing that happens is that you are sent over to their black division. They still want to have their hands in it. And they still want their name on it. They still want to take credit for all the work that these other labels have done. But, but, they don't really want to deal with you. We're going to send you over to the black division. And it amazes me that in 2011, the record labels still have black divisions. Just amazing. Not really. Not really, dude. Well, why not? I think about the ones that, that put the money into it, man. They, they're not concerned about anything like that. I guess, but I also guess that my thing is, if that's the case, then why not leave the labels alone? Let them continue to do what they do. Because now well, you've laid off half the staff at each one of them and brought the other ones over. You know what? And what they would have be a, whole a, a dream board. scenario, Nick. A dream scenario would be where, where all the artists, you know, they're finished with their obligations with those particular labels, take that staff and bring them and start an independent label because they got the star power. They have all that situation. So, therefore, what they can do, they can make that money for themselves and make another entity where they can compete against those because the internet. Is the number one distributor for music. And you are absolutely right. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. And this is something that, and if I had thought about it, I would have put this clip up. But uh, Dave Hollister said this about two years ago. He said there are certain artists within the music industry that have been in the major label system for so long, they don't know how to operate outside of it. They don't even begin to understand what it would take to put an album out without just... Right. You have to realize that for a lot of those artists, once they turn in the masters, they don't hear or see the album again. Damn near to listen to stories. Which is true, but goes back to my point, man. Once they get released, all the staff that got released from that label... They know the operations. They know the daily daily operations. They can take that staff, utilize their skills, and therefore put those records out with those artists. I mean, they got a self-made entity right there in front of them. It's just like with the NBA. If the players decide, if the players decide to go out and do what they need to do, well, they can just leave the league if they want to. Take some of the training staff, start in the league. They got enough money to do it. Yeah. Now, this, now here, almost in response to that, almost uh, Tim Corson, CEO of uh, RCA, he also was quoted as saying, "The artists have all been supportive, 
we did make this move without consulting our artists, and we haven't had any pushback. Frankly, they are the brand. We're defined by our artists. So, let me get this right. Let me get this right. Make sure I'm not crazy. Let me sit up right. You know, y'all got me this new studio chairs. Kind of comfy. <laughs> You're saying that the artist says, okay, fine. Let's let's take Alicia Keys, for example. I think if anybody can, can attest to this, uh, Alicia Keys has been with J Records since the very start. She has been with that entire staff since the very start of her career. Her entire career has been at one label. And here you come in, new management. You know how they do when they have new management. And you come oh, yeah. in and you say, hey, Alicia, we're about to fire half the people that helped to make you the artist that you are. We're going to move you over to our much larger label that concentrates mostly on rock music and pop. And we're going to introduce you to a brand new staff, but don't worry about it. Right? Somebody tell me, somebody tell me where that sounds right. Uh, boo. <laughs> sounds like some boo. What's, what's going to happen once you get over there? You're going to have a staff that don't know how to utilize your, your product, your project, and they're going to put you out there in a situation where, you know, ain't nobody really going to, your, your, your album going to flop. It's like, it's like sabotage. Let me break something down for all of our listeners out here. When it comes to promoting an independent or major album, there's a lot more that goes into promoting this album past 5 o'clock every day. When downtown closes, the real work starts after 5. Kev, I know you've seen it. You've encountered it. Hell, you've done it. This is a very different business. Mm-hmm. Very different business for most. Right. It's a lot of man hours after the time. Now, all these guys are rock guys. Rock and pop. Right. Do you really think they're going to take their time to go out and promote an urban record? Nah, they're going to be too scared to go in the club. Exactly. And my thing, my, my thinking is this. I've seen the layoffs happen at labels before. You're not, when you say you took half of the staff out, you didn't keep the ones that could be in the clubs all the time. You kept the ones that have a corporate image. They're not getting up and going in those clubs. Right. I guarantee you. You're not going to see a Steve Stout at at, at, at Magic City on Monday. No. No. Record. no. Ain't going to happen. So what does this do for those urban artists out there? What does this do for someone like Pitbull, who in the midst of the biggest single of his life, has his label shut down? And even more important, what does it do to the smaller labels that have distribution deals with these larger ones? For example, Polo Grounds Music is actually the boutique label that signed Pitbull. Their distribution was through J Records. Now, with them, him going over to RCA, where does that leave Polo Ground? Head in the water. Now, if you guys just think, and if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the death of urban music, part two. If you want to get in on this conversation, go ahead and give us a call, 718-508-9972. We're going to switch gears for just a second. And it's not really even switching gears. We're just going to move to another label. Earlier this year, okay? Universal Motown which has been operating as the Universal Motown Republic Group for the last seven, eight years, they decided to close the door to Motown Records. And they moved all of their acts over to Universal Republic. This was in the midst of, of promoting some of Motown's top acts like Melanie Fiona, Kelly Rowland, Kim, Erica Badu, and Lil Wayne. Now, this is the funny thing about it. Once again, it was about branding Universal Republic and Universal Records as a whole. And then the inside thing was, oh, we're going to do the cutbacks. It seems like whenever they want to do cutbacks, 
no matter how successful the label is, they always cut the urban label. Always. We're going to take those same numbers with the same time frame, 2010 and 2011, and we're going to look at Universal Motown's act during that time. Lil Wayne released two albums in this year's span. One was I Am Not a Human Being, which was released while he was in jail. It sold a million copies while he was in jail. The Carter right. Four that was just released this year has sold 1.5 million units so far. This is two albums from the same artist in one year. No matter how hot he is, there only there's only one other artist I can really think of that did that, and that was DMX. And that was back when he releases Dark and Hell is Hot, and then uh, I think I forgot what the uh, what the other album was. But two albums in one year. I would not lay off a staff that was able to do that. That's just right. Me. Another act, Erica Badu, from her album, New America, sold over 300,000 copies. That was the one they had the window seat video where she just ran out in the middle of the park and took off her drawers. Drake, his debut album, Thank Me Later, sold 1.4 million units. Nicki Minaj, her Pink Friday album, sold 1.5 million units. Nelly, his single, Just a Dream, sold 3 million units in, in the U.S. And Kelly Rowland, for her single, Motivation, sold 1.3 million singles in the U.S. Now, this is all in the span of a year. But this is a label that they choose to shut down. They don't care about urban music, ladies and gentlemen. Not at all. And to be honest, when I looked at these numbers, I found it absolutely staggering. And any company, if you go to any other industry... And you have three entities within your entire umbrella that are putting up numbers like that in the current music sales climate that we're in. And, folks, we talk about music sales here every week on Talk of the Town. Oh, yeah. Every week. So for this to be the sales that these labels are putting up, and they still shut them down, what does that tell you? We don't care what you can do. We don't like you. We don't want you. It's just like Jermaine Dupri said. We played this clip a long time ago. They do not respect what it is that we do. And the sooner we realize this, I can, I can, and I, I'm going to go to our second break on this note. I can remember a little over 10 years ago, well, maybe a little under 10 years ago, when there was talk about Master P, J. Prince, and Irv Gotti putting together a distribution company for urban music. Let's distribute our own records. Let's market and promote our own records. Now, in that time, Master P has gone Disney. Irv Gotti's been indicted. And Jay Prince just fell off the map. And all within a, in a short amount of time. Think about that. They don't really care about it, just like Michael Jackson said. Matter of fact, that song when he said they don't really care about it, wasn't that his quote-unquote controversial song? Something to think about, folks. We're going to go into our second break of the day, and we're going to play somebody that we just recently had on the show. And uh, this is Carl Thomas with his new single, Don't Kiss Me. This is The Middleman Presents, Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. Kiss 
kiss me with Will say I love you, love you for life And don't touch me No, no Don't you touch me You better not do it Unless you promise that those hands will never be in Promise me that tonight I'm gonna hold you in my arms Lord knows it feels so sincere
to take over Sony. Now, since he came over to Sony, he took Sylvia Rome and L.A. Reid from Universal and brought them over to Sony. Several dozen layoffs have happened over there. Several dozen. We're talking about nearly 100 layoffs that happened in Sony Music since Doug Morris has been there. He's really cleaned the house. Now you've got... Um, I can't remember the cast name. Barry Wise, who was the former CEO of Jive Records, taking over Doug Morris's old position. So since he, one of the first things he did when he got over to Universal Music was shut down Motown. So it's kind of like, okay, Barry, you go over here and you shut down Motown. I'm going to shut down J Records. I'm going to shut down Jive Records. And I'm going to shut down Arista Records. But here's my problem with that. In the midst of all of this, the only thing that has suffered is urban music. By the way, both Barry Wise and Doug Morris are both of the, uh, uh, as, as as comedian Speedy would say, the uh, they, they're both colonizers, meaning they're both Caucasian. <laughs> so, this leads you to believe, is this really just a, 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 let me show you what I can do, you know, I can do this better than you, or hey, you did this to me, I'm going to do this to you. You shut down my brand, I'm going to shut down three of them? What kind of game is that? Is this the 11th grade? I don't know. Y'all, y'all tell me. Man. Yeah, some fishy about that, man. I, I, yeah, some fishy about that, man. I don't... I don't. That's kind of strange. I ain't going to say it's fishy. It's just they, they running game, man. Smoke screen. But, I mean, what is the well, game for? I mean, like... They know that we are like the biggest money-making thing that they had as far as urban music. And but, as the title states, the death of. If you want to look, matter of fact, hip-hop and R&B has served its purpose, especially with the way it is now. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to sit up there and be like, well, you know, we can make some more money. I mean, they can make a lot of money off country music. They can make a lot of money off other genres. Matter of fact, rock is actually making a comeback. You know? So, I mean, if they want to squeeze it out and, and put out who they want to put out, I mean, truly put out who they want to put out with a complete control over their artists because they don't have any revenue, they don't have an avenue to use, they're able to do that. Just a theory. Well, here's my thing. And um, we're going to close this subject because before we close the show, I want to talk about something else I recently saw that absolutely shocked me. This is my thing about it. If you're going to do that, I can't tell you what to do with your multi-million dollar company. What I can say is it's probably not the smartest thing to do with in the height of popularity by artists like Usher, R. Kelly, Chris Brown. John Records had one of the best years that they've had as far back as I can remember. Since the record stopped selling like that, I mean, come on. You had three big releases on Jive. You had Chris Brown. You had Britney Spears. And you had R. Kelly. You dominated all formats from the time that they dropped their singles all the way up until now where they're still getting played heavily on the radio. And you shut down that brand and let half of the staff go? That's crazy. That's crazy. I can remember interviews with Barry Gordy where he said, look, when my people were hot... I did whatever I could to make sure that my staff was happy. Because the happier they were, the more they were going to get out there and work. He said, I had superstars in front of the camera and behind the camera. And as long as they remained on that level, they never had to worry about whether or not they had a job at Motown Records. That's how a business person thinks. We all know, and we've seen, especially in the entertainment business, We've seen companies crumble because of that same thing. If my people are happy, they're going to work harder. We see that jobs all the time. Nobody's going to say right now, if you think that your job is in jeopardy, if you think that your job is kind of shaky, if they just let half the staff go because of these cutbacks, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be trying to find another job. You're not going to sit there and say, I'm going to hold on to this and hold on to that until oh, I know. No. You're going to try to find a job. 
Work your butt out to find another job. Exactly. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens, what develops over the next few months with this. All I can say is, uh, this year alone, we've lost four major players. Four major players in urban music. Motown, and I'll get back to Motown in a second, but Motown, J Records, Arista Records, and Jive. If that doesn't let you guys out there know that the major label system is not exactly for you, then I don't know what else will let you know. Now, I will say that because of the overwhelming demand of it, they have reactivated Motown under the new Island Def Jam Motown Music Group. And they picked, um, I, I forget her last, it's, it's not that I forget it, I just can't pronounce it. Her first name is Ethiopia. She was previously Carrie Hilton's manager. She worked for Interscope. She'll be taking the head of Motown Records. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, because she is based in Atlanta, Motown Records will now be based in Atlanta, Georgia. So it'll be interesting to see how that, how that goes and what acts they're going to bring along over the next few months. Now, before we close out the show today, I want to talk about something that I saw yesterday. I went and um, I bought a, a, I bought a few albums the last couple of weeks because I'm a part of a generation that still likes to hold that CD in my hand. I like to look at album credits. I like to see who's done what. I like to see what stuff was mixed and where it was mastered, who did the artwork and all such. So that, that's just that's just my thing. I pick up this one album. I open the album up, and let me tell you something. This album has 360 Deal written all over it. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen, and I was told, um, my my old boss and old mentor, K.O., told me a long time ago, he said, if you stick around the behind-the-scenes part of this business long enough, you're going to be able to spot a 360 deal as soon as you open the CD. And he was right. This is probably the worst. I'll put it to you this way. I haven't seen Diddy do do somebody as bad as these cats are getting done. I really haven't. Wow. When two of the executive producers have co-production credit on every song on the album, something is wrong. Especially when I know the producer and I know that he produced all those tracks on his own. This CD, it looks like something that happened in the 60s. And that's about as bad as it can get in terms of just horrible deals and how things are set up. And honestly, it it really irks me because it's, it, it just lets you know even more. They don't really care about us. They don't. They don't care about us. Whatever we can get out of these cats, let's get it out of them. And then when, they, when we don't have any need for them anymore, let's just toss them to the wayside. Now, I can't speak on somebody's situation. I can't tell you what to sign or what not to sign. But what I can tell you is that Charlie Braxton comes on this show two, three times out of the month, and he tells you that if you're going to go out there and you're going to put your music out there, independent is the best way to go. We tell you every week, independent is the best way to go. We have clips that tell you independent is the best way to go. You see that these labels are getting shut down. You see that these people are getting fired. How, do both of y'all remember when TVT Records shut down? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. For those of you guys who do not know, when TBT Records shut down, if you're not familiar with TBT Records, I can tell you two acts that will instantly make you familiar with them. Lil John and the Yin Yang Twins. But when I tell you... And Pitbull. Now, when I tell you that the people who work at TBT Records, and this was an independent label, when I tell you that the people who work at TBT Records, they walked into the office that day sat down in their cubicle or at their desk, turned their computer on, 
checked Microsoft Outlook, and the first thing it said is, y'all got to be out of here by 12 o'clock. That's how instant it was. Why would you want to do business with a plethora of companies who operate like that? Why would you want to sign your life away? To a, I mean, I'm not being funny. If my album fails, at least I can say, hey, it's on me. I didn't do this this time. I didn't do this that time. I need to do this a little bit harder. But I had nobody else to blame but Nick Eaton. And guess what? I like it that way. Now, if these do album fail, I can't even say that without giving it away who they are. Um, hey man, I got an answer for that question. It is to the whore is to the pimp. That's basically what it is. Whore to the pimp. That's all it is. That's why they do those things. People like to be pimped. Interesting analogy. I mean, is it that people are just that hard up for a deal? Like, is it? I got hard up for a deal, man. They want to be pimped. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> in the words of Shug Knight, you know, if, if you want to come to a label and you want to be a label where the executive producer isn't all in the videos, all on the records, dancing, come to Death Row. <laughs> we want to thank everybody that tuned in tonight for the middle members and talk with John and Nick Eden. We're talking about the death of urban music, part two. Come on, man. We got to get better, folks. We got to get better. They don't care about us. So we got to learn how to do this thing ourselves and do this thing ourselves effectively. And next week, we're going to start at the core. We're going to start with the song. Next week's show is going to highlight producers. I'll have the official name up for you. But next week is our producer show. We've already done our songwriter show. But next week, we're going to be talking to the producers. All you guys out there that are men behind the beats, all the guys out there that know how to work the NPCs. I don't care whether you're using Logic. I don't care whether you're using Fruity Loop, GarageBand, whatever. If you're out there creating music, next week we are talking to you. Kate Wall. Kate Wall. As a matter of fact, I already know the name of the show. Beat Makers versus Producers. So you make sure you guys tune in next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 p.m. Central Time. And don't forget to tune in this coming Sunday to the Middlemen Talk Show when you'll have all four of us back in the studio, back in effect. You know, Jen, Jen don't like coming to the studio on her day off. I see. Yeah, I'm not going to come in y'all guys on your day off, you know. Thank so. okay. Jesus. But just, and, and I'm telling you right now, you missed the funny show if you missed the Middlemen Talk Show this past weekend when we talked about Nicholas versus Jen's list. Revisited, hilarious. Some of that stuff I forgot. How funny! Man, we've been doing the show for a minute, man. I'm telling you, pretty good. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Get your weight up. We out here doing this. We out laughing, you cats. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank everybody for coming in. That 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 listening to us today. If you're listening on the web chat, if you're listening online, however you're listening, shout out to Don Calypso. Shout out to Why You Mad on Radio. And we out. Go ahead and hit us with that outro. Alright. The middle men shouted, Big Chris shouted. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Go take a listen time out. Take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, you Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey. What's happening in the middle me? Hey, what's happening in the middle me? Hey, what's happening? BlogTalkRadio.com, the middle me. Guys, if you missed the show, we'll be right back after this commercial break. 
You know this little thing going right on to on demand. So go ahead and hit iTunes up. Put in the Middleman Talk Show. Download what you see. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on blogtalkradio.com forward slash middleman. Like us on Facebook. If they don't, follow Nick. Us on Twitter. If they don't, what's going to happen, Nick? Put the motherfucker on the face! <laughs> and we out. See you this Sunday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.